0: The of the Brahma Viharas, uh, the Pali word is mudita, translated usually as sympathetic joy. And um, this is a really nice one. I like it a lot. And uh, it's, in some ways, it might be of the four uh, spaces, the four heart spaces of metta, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity, sympathetic joy might be the least familiar to us or the least practiced. It's joy at others' joy. It's really sharing others' joy becomes our joy, which is quite a wonderful thing and rather different from the sort of competitive one-upmanship we might have been brought up with. Um, I just want to say again, if you've been finding you're really settling into a steady practice of either metta or karuna, and you try the mudita tonight and find it, it just is more jarring, don't feel you have to do it, but be fine, you know, the rest of the week to stay with metta or karuna. We're just trying to introduce all of these. So sympathetic joy is quite wonderful and uh, I think it might be a good time in this retreat to be introducing sympathetic joy. Um, And you might think, someone might think, you know, give me a break, joy and others happiness. Joy is about the furthest thing from my experience right now that could possibly be. Well, that's a great time to practice sympathetic joy because we don't have to be happy. We just have to focus (laughs) on someone who is happy. You see how easy that is? It's like it gives us so much more access to joy than just in our own pitiful little mind and body. It's really great. And and it it really does begin to work that way. That rather than feeling there's something wrong with us, when we see someone else who's happy, it's sort of like we can open up to their happiness, and pretty soon we're happy. And everybody's happy. (laughs) But it really is a way to see that there's so much more joy in the world when we're not limited by our idea of ourself. So that's intellectual, but it really can work that way in the practice. (coughs) So we started, not, we don't actually start it with ourselves. Classically, you don't practice this with yourself because it's joy and the happiness of others, and that would be a little skitsy. But... (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to be like this tonight. Okay. (laughs) Um, So we, we start, as with the compassion... We pick the, the classical phrase is sort of pick the dear friend who's always smiling, but what it means is pick someone that you are uh, that you care for, who basically has happiness or joy or success in their life right now. So you can see, first, it needs to be someone that you can be happy about their success. So if you pick someone that you might uh, fall into. Uh, easily fall into envy or uh, wishing they weren't so successful, that's not a good choice. So don't pick a difficult person. Pick someone that you are really happy for their happiness or can easily get to that place. And also to make it easier, again, we practice this in the way that's easiest, to connect with a sympathetic joy. So. You might find the person you pick, the things that they're happy about or their success, it can be anything. It doesn't have to meet our idea of what we would want to be happy. So for instance, you know, if you're sitting here and feeling you're a horrible yogi and you think, well, I'll pick the person I'm projecting all the good yoginess onto and try and feel happy for them, that might be really hard because it would, it could easily bring up the opposite of sympathetic joy, which is obviously envy, you know, wanting to have what they have. But you can pick someone you know who's happy or successful in a totally different realm from anything that you even are particularly connected to. You know, if you have a for instance, if I were to pick someone who's really doing well in the stock market, I mean, that's so far from my experience that it's certainly not going to get envy going in me, and I can tune into their happiness. You see, that's a way to make it easy. And so the happiness or the success could be anything. It could be spiritual. It could be that the person has a family that they seem happy with, or a good marriage, or they like their job, or they just retired early, you know, and they're really happy about it. It could be that they live in a nice place, or that they like kayaking, you know, and you can think of them kayaking. It doesn't have to be a big deal, and their life doesn't have to be perfect. But tune into someone that you can feel their happiness, and tune into what makes them happy, And that's the way we practice it. The so-called near enemy, or the state of mind that um, sympathetic joy can easily slide into, and we don't recognize, is actually exuberance, a really high, sort of excited energy, which is interesting. It's not that that's bad, but with sympathetic joy, you can get a little too woo, 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 you know, and think it's sympathetic joy, and it's really sort of an exuberance, excitement. Um, so just notice. I'm not saying you're going to lift off your cushion or anything, but just notice if there's, you know, it's getting a little, you know, feels a little too much energy, you might regroup, come back, <laughs> reconnect with the with the feeling of happiness and another's happiness. So um, the phrase, again, is just one phrase, and it's along the lines of, may your happiness and good fortune continue. That's all. May you continue to be happy. May you continue to be successful. Whatever variation on that phrase suits you. But may your happiness and good fortune continue. So we bring up the image or sense of our friend who has some good fortune right now. Tune into their fortunate aspect. And in repeating the phrase, may your happiness and good fortune continue, again, not trying to hold that they stay happy, but connecting with that intention in ourselves that is happy that this person is happy. May your happiness continue is a wish from our heart. I'm so happy you're happy. May it continue. So we'll start with that person and I'll probably stay there for a while because often it is um, not the most familiar kind of practice. And again, don't worry if you fall into envy, if you fall into comparing or belittling. Just notice that and gently come back, refocus here and now. And then after we've been there some time, go back and go through the benefactor, another dear friend, neutral person. And I'm not sure how far we'll get tonight, but otherwise it's practiced in the same way. So. Let yourself get as comfortable as possible, again. Take a couple of breaths, relax. And just see who comes up in your heart, in your mind. Someone you care for or love. Who is experiencing some good fortune now? Tuning into their happiness and at least having the intention, how does it feel to be happy with their happiness? May your happiness and good fortune continue. And and don't try to force it, but just simply, when the mind wanders, come back to the person you're focusing on, and tune into their fortunate aspects. And feel that sense of happiness for them. And reconnect with the meaning of the phrase. May your happiness and good fortune continue. When you lose the thread, or it becomes too automatic, refocus on the happy or fortunate aspect of your friend. Reconnect with that quality. May your happiness and good fortune continue. if your mind falls into comparing your situation with the person's, just notice that. Leave it aside and come back to the happiness that the person is experiencing in their life. And if you like, now, bringing up the image or sense of your benefactor, who might or might not be in such um, a happy state as the person we deliberately picked before. But even so, tuning into their fortunate aspects now of your benefactor, whether they live in a happy or equanimous state of mind, or perhaps they have many friends, perhaps they enjoy good health, perhaps they're very kind and do a lot of good in the world, whatever it might be. Consciously focus on the fortunate or successful aspects of your benefactor. And if you can, let yourself connect with the feeling of being happy with their happiness. Your happiness is my happiness. May your happiness and good fortune continue. And if it gets really weak, you completely can't connect with mudita for your benefactor, and you're just getting lost, go back again to the easy person, reconnect and come back again to the benefactor. And now, bringing to mind another friend, it can be the person you've been using in the dear friend category before the other uh, Brahma-viharas. But anyway, a different friend from the one we began with this evening. So it might be someone you love, but maybe they're not so totally, obviously happy. But still, tuning into Whatever happy, or fortunate, or successful aspect is there of this friend. It can be small things. Maybe they just got a raise. Maybe they just had a nice vacation. Maybe they just healed from an illness. But with your friend, again, bringing them into heart, into mind, You focus on your sense or image of the friend, but deliberately tuning in to their happiness, even though small. Knowing, of course, there's also suffering, but turning the attention to the happiness and feeling it with this friend. Your happiness is my happiness. May your good fortune and happiness continue. May your happiness and good fortune continue. (laughs) And even though we don't formally practice this for ourselves, Please feel free, you could always start or end a sitting of it by consciously tuning into your own happy and fortunate aspects, whether you're feeling them in the moment or not. But uh, it's it's really a great practice, once we've maybe begun to get the feel of happiness with another, to consciously tune into our own (coughs) good fortune, our own happiness or maybe the wholesome deeds or actions we may have done in the past you know but just to to bring this around to ourselves can be very helpful sometimes when we can't think of one thing you know to be happy about so it it's really a, a great way to share happiness so just experiment with it this week if you like